Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Max Lyon. Yeah, I I earned a drink for that. Well, hello, and welcome to Bromancing the Stone. It's the podcast for myself, Renee Sanchez, and my good buddy, Max Lyon. What's up, everyone? Watch rom-coms, and then post our thoughts on the internet for the tens and tens of listeners' listening pleasure. And Max, how are you doing on this fine gray day? I am good. Happy to be back for another, I guess we're calling this the season of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is quote unquote season two. Season so, two. We're not really doing anything different. We're still watching rom-coms and posting them on the internet webs, but season two, baby. Yeah. And kicking it off with Christmas movies, of course, like we did last year. But Exactly. I... But this time we're doing all of December because we only did like two last year. Um, and we, plus, what the fuck shows, else are we doing? Well, because our show started in December um, and we started it off with Hitch because we felt like that was the perfect first movie. I feel like it still was. Oh, totally. Uh, totally. Although the sound is definitely different, and it was a different time because we were actually in the same place. Yeah. Um, I still think that episode holds up a little bit. And also, you get to learn more about us. So go back to the first season, first episode. Yeah. You know, it's a fun get time. A little, get a little retrospective. Yeah. You can hear where the podcast came from, our roots, you know? Origin story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which uh-huh. was our origin story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah i'm glad we're um, doing a month though this year because it honestly it doesn't feel like christmas without like some christmas rom-coms i agree uh it is um a genre that is deep with options um from you know studio made movies to a lot of netflix options now speaking of yeah there's a um, lot of streaming originals now yeah like holiday which is what we reviewed this week um but yes there's a there's even there's even hallmark options when we get further on into the podcast (laughs) lifespan i was i was chuckling at so many of the hallmark names that i was scrolling past every time i turn on cable (laughs) And I just go yeah. to, now. I'm just going to the Hallmark Channel just to be like, all right, kind of cheesy ass title we got on today. <laughs> yeah. So uh, most yeah. definitely. And but, this like this year just I mean this year obviously isn't going to feel as much like Christmas as previous years to begin with. So any little bit we can get from these rom coms helps. Any any sense of normalcy that they can provide, like yeah, um, some sort they, of anchor. Yeah, because this is kind of odd, but uh, something I watch on YouTube are um, I watch FIFA videos of, of like pe- like people in England 
playing the game FIFA <laughs> and like and then they buy packs in like the ultimate team mode. So they, oh, yeah. so they get players, you know, like just like in base like any sort of sports game now. Right. There's an ultimate team mode and whatever. And yeah, and dude, so, we're in a pandemic. That's not odd. Anything goes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, exactly. So the, but there's a huge cottage industry on YouTube of people getting that hundreds of thousands of viewers to watch them buy and open packs and see what players they get. Um, uh, anyway, it's cause we're, uh, cause we're stuck inside. And I mean, as we should be, yeah. I, I don't like, we yeah. definitely need to be inside, but it, I mean, it definitely weighs on your, your subconscious and your conscious for that matter. Quite a bit. Yeah. Your mental state. Well, last night I was watching a video and, um, like and i've been watching these videos for like a couple uh, i've been watching a few videos for a couple years now and usually black friday is a huge day for you know the fifa like pack opening market because they usually have a a shit ton of like like every hour on the hour um ea sports will unleash packs um like new special packs at this much this much this mm-hmm. much okay. and and like you actually spend real money to buy the points to then buy these packs and so on and so forth so like they're basically just taking money from people but they're putting out a ton of card content anyway nonetheless i was watching a video last night and they were just like they were opening packs on black friday and i was just thinking to myself that shit was over a week ago. <laughs> it was just like, to me, like a huge content like block of something I've been watching for years now just completely passed me by because I forgot that it happened. Yeah. And it was over a week ago. Dude, it's it's time is fucking strange this year. I don't know what kind of warp we've gone into, but. My brain just can't comprehend that it's almost Christmas, like that it's December and it's the holidays. Like I even put up decorations and everything and like it still hasn't I haven't clicked into gear. Yeah, part of like part of my brain is still stuck in like March when this all started, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I I, time it really hasn't. I yeah what is time like I know the only thing that that's progressed with time that I'm feeling is the weather yeah that's really the biggest anchor to like what season it is like could you imagine if we lived in I don't know like LA or something you know and it's like you've got (laughs) 60 plus degree weather this time of year and yeah I guess for them that's that's chilly but yeah, that's puffy coat weather. <laughs> yeah. Let's but, stay the fuck inside because it's too cold. But, you know, here in Chicago, it gets cold in the winter. And you know what else is in Chicago? The film Holiday. That's right. Another film in beautiful Chicago. You're no damn right. Or at least they say it's in Chicago, but it was actually filmed in Atlanta. We'll go over that. In fact, let's just go over that now. Here are the stats. Let's do it. For the movie Holiday. Holiday is a 2020 American romantic comedy holiday film directed by John Whitesell from a screenplay by Tiffany Paulson. It stars Emma Roberts, Luke Bracey, uh, some random Australian dude, <laughs> uh, 
Jake Manley. Um, I believe, uh, I don't know who Jake Manley is. Uh, Jessica Capshaw, Andrew Bachelor, Francis Fisher, Manish Dayal, and Kristen Chenoweth, who plays the aunt. Now, the film was released on Netflix on October 28, 2020. So, uh, literally a month and a half ago. So, wow. This is, uh, yeah, just like Love Guaranteed, it's not that old. Um, it was produced by Mick G. What? Um, yes, there is a producer McCoo? by the name of Mick G. MCG. Mick G. Um, His real name is Joseph McGinty Nickel, and he's from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, he's from the Midwest. Okay. That's why they. That's why they call him Mick G. Um, well, he uh, he's he came to prominence by directing music videos in the late nineties and early two thousands when that was a huge industry. And then he got into producing and he, and I, it's just like, whatever his name was attached as a producer, you knew that was probably going to be a six episode show that was canceled. Um, (laughs) And it was usually on Fox, but nonetheless, (laughs) he, uh, he produced this film. Um, and uh yes so obviously no box office the running time of the film is 103 minutes which is surprising to me because it felt like two hours <laughs> which which and honestly, as we get into is is apparent yeah. why and if you take away the credits then it's 95 minutes basically yeah the credits were really long yeah because they basically gave away all the what happens after ever after. So you don't have to worry about that this episode, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, as far as production is concerned, in March of 2019, it was announced that Emma Roberts had joined the cast of the film uh, while with John Whitesell as the director. Um, and then, yeah, the producers, blah, blah, blah. In May of 2019, they finished casting. Uh, and then in June... Alex Moffat joined the cast of the film, which Alex Moffat, I believe, is the uh, the the cuckold, <laughs> the, the, the brother who gets uh, cheated on when she kisses the Black Panther. Yeah, um, he and is. Then, he, and he's from Chicago. Yes, indeed. He's and he's on SNL. Um, and then the principal photography began in May of 2019 in Atlanta, Atlanta, um, Georgia. I think that was that was the biggest thing I kept thinking and I even commented on was like seeing all of the pre-COVID stuff that they filmed with, you know? Yes. Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a different world. <laughs> it's it's a different world. We'll, it is. We'll discuss it. Um so on Rotten Tomatoes, uh it's actually one percent lower than what it shows here in Wikipedia. Um, but off of 49 reviews, uh, what is the current Rotten Tomato score? What's your guess? Mm, I'd put it at like a 25%. It is a 44%. Wow. I think that honestly is right around the range it should be. I, I think that's a solid... I mean, for Sounds Rotten Tomatoes, fun. I'm I'm actually kind of surprised. That's that's higher than I would have expected them to go. Yeah, well, I mean, well, we'll like, well, for me, I feel like 
and we can just start discussing the film. Like, I just feel like the comedy was was there in some spots. Yeah. Uh, like, I I mean, we watched this. We we tried something new, and we're going to do this for you know moving on to the future. But as we've been separated by this pandemic. We haven't been watching movies together as we were at the beginning of the podcast. Mm. Uh, and so we've been watching them separately and then coming together and talking about them. And so yeah, now I like for this it. one, for this one, we actually, you know, got on a chat and we're watching the movie at the same time and chatting in real time with each other before recording this episode this morning slash afternoon. Um, it was so I, much better. It was, it was, it made the experience a lot more fun. Oh, so much um, better. Yeah. A lot more fun. Uh, and, uh, and basically, um, I, I bring that up because I forgot. Uh, <laughs> 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 we were like, oh, because, oh, that's right. Because like you and I were laughing a lot at a lot of the written jokes in the film. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think that's what I like most about it, the setup is like I when we were actually hanging out watching these movies pre-COVID, I'm mm-hmm. I, like I love that like instant feedback, you know, of like mm-hmm. being on the same page and understanding like how we're interpreting the the same film that we're both watching, you know? Like yeah, going virtually, we missed out on a lot of that so that we would we would get into the recording and like we'd be going into it into the dark, you know? Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of like comedies really resonate better when you're in a crowd. Like, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, so especially, especially with such universal themes as, as like love and humor, like those are very basic, you know, simple concepts that I think I would hope, all of humanity actually understands, but that you kind of need to be, like you said, you need to be in a group for that stuff. Mm, I agree. And that was so much more fun. Yeah. It it made this movie a whole lot more fun to, to watch it with someone and, and to laugh at the jokes. And I think part of it was just the jokes well, I it, it was just a lot of it was written on the page. Like, I think the screenplay was pretty solid for what this movie is um, as far as like the jokes written on it. Uh, like the <laughs> at the very beginning when he's at the when Jackson is at that girl or in Evanston for Christmas and she just straight up says, so you can come in my mouth, but you can't get me. Or, <laughs> like, or, like, yeah, yeah, just straight up. Like, in oh, front of her like, parents. Yeah, in front of her parents is like, oh, so if this was like a, a, a movie in a theater right now, this would be R. Okay, got <laughs> it. That's that's where we're at. All right, I'm with it. Let's do this. Like, it was just, but that was just a shocking. <laughs> A shocking joke and just hilarious to me. Um, so that is you bring up theaters. That is one thing I don't miss and that I do prefer over the streaming options now is being able to like watch it in the privacy of your own home and react however the fuck you want. Like you don't yeah. have to like censor yourself or be quiet or anything. 
and like all make the... notes to yourself like i'll go back and watch this in three months when it comes out on dvd and i i'm sure i'll like this scene again you know that kind of shit it's... yeah yeah at the same time you also do miss the the communal you know when everyone's on the same page yeah that also is a fun movie experience yeah like i like let's go ahead and uh talk about theaters for a second because i know hbo max like just had a created a deal where uh they get like streaming rights for movies as a release so oh that's right yes movies are like legit like streaming on streaming sites that you're paying for for you know no additional cost so basically movie theaters are about done like they're going to like all those like movie pubs, like those one-off movie pubs that you see, they, those are going to be all that's left because, you know, people want to have an experience, at, like a mm-hmm. dinner experience. As a, It's going to become, it's basically, theater's going to go the way of like medieval times. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's where they're headed. So, um, and so let's like have a, you know, quick epitaph and, you know. Pour one out for theaters. Yeah, memorial for theaters. Uh, one of my best movie going experiences was watching uh, Talladega Nights in the city of Salem uh, <laughs> at midnight. It was a Thursday midnight release. It was released in the oh, summer. Damn. It was released in the summer and it was a summer between junior and senior year. And or was it? Was that? No. OK, I want to find out. I know. I know this doesn't really matter. No, keep telling the story. I'll look it up. Okay, when did Talladega Nights come out? Um, but what happened... 2006. Okay, so it was the summer between... Uh, so after I graduated high school, but before I made it to college. It was August, uh, yeah, August 4th, 2006. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, at this <laughs> at this uh, midnight showing, it's just, you know, a half-full movie theater because it's not. it wasn't necessarily like, uh, you know... A, yeah, basically a you know top-notch movie that everyone had to see but it was still a will ferrell movie so there were still a good amount of people in there and they stupidly gave wonder bread to everyone a loaf of wonder bread why as i mean i know in. why because of the movie but like why? yeah because that was the sponsor yeah as we went into the movie theater why like, I think it was like a movie promo and they just decided to actually give it to us. But it's like, why would you not give this to us after? Because yeah. guess what? Guess what ended up happening? Throwing the lo- slices. Of everyone bread. opened up the loaves and everyone started throwing bread everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you're just, it, you're just asking for a food fight. And yeah. So you basically so then you realize everyone in the crowd is of that maturity level we're not talking adults here we were talking a bunch of like talladega nights yeah a bunch of teenagers and early 20s people who were like at like had nothing to do during the summer didn't have a job or didn't really give a fuck about their job and they were in a movie theater to watch talladega nights at midnight on a thursday in salem because there's nothing fucking else to do and it sounded fun and so then it just opened up for yelling during the movie and cracking jokes and like just mystery science 3000 the movie and everything else and then on top of that the movie is fucking hilarious i i will never forget watching that movie in that theater because it was one of the funniest experiences 
just being with for a, a group of friends, throwing the bread around, cracking <laughs> jokes and getting laughs from people, and then the movie actually being funny too. It was all great. That's pretty <laughs> incredible. Yeah. So shout out to what movie theaters could be great, but also you priced yourselves out and your greed caused your downfall. So fuck off too. Well, that, you know, being locked in a confined space for up to two hours or more. With other yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, there was something oddly satisfying about going to a movie theater with air conditioning in the summer. It's like, oh, yes, totally. I know. I know I should be outside enjoying this weather that's not here for that long. But at the same time, I can go to a movie theater and not be outside. <laughs> did, you, did you know that's how cinemas actually started, like gaining popularity in the first place? I did not know that. They started because they were the first establishments to actually incorporate air conditioning when it was first invented. So people wow. would go there in the summertime to cool off. And that's why even today, summertime movies are like the default release time. Isn't that cool? That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, so you're you're like you're digging up a couple generations worth of fucking <laughs> instinct there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anyway, but that's enough about movie theaters. Let's get back into the movie. Uh, so, what did you think about the way that the two main characters met? Let's the quote unquote see. meet you. So they they meet. How do they in the return in the re, in the line returning the gifts? Oh they yeah, the return line. Um, when I first saw it, I honestly I feel the same way about it, no matter the context. I was about to say like out of context, it's weird. In context, it makes sense. No, actually, now that I've seen it, the movie twice, and I've seen their relationship unfold twice which plenty to go into there in contrast to that. I don't think they're quote unquote meat cute. Is that great? I think it's weird. I, I don't know. It seemed kind of like I uninspired. Agree 100%. Like I get that the idea behind it was they're trying to, you know, opposites attract it. Like, Oh, they're contentious initially, but then they end up, you know, so on and yeah. so forth, yada, yada, blah, blah. Uh, I get that that's what they were aiming for, but it just came off like forced, odd, and you're wondering why these strangers were even talking to each other after the fact. Like, yeah. the the flimsy reasoning was the two-for-one pretzel and that they combined it for $45. And it was just like, I mean, you could split the money <laughs> there, like, outside. If, if he could just say, oh, I don't eat pretzels, you can keep the coupon and then go your separate ways. Right. So there. So I was trying to figure out why are they even talking to each other? And I came up with two reasons. One, it's a rom-com. So, of course. Sure. Of course. And two, sex. Definitely sex. <laughs> like, they just, like even if they didn't, even if they said out loud that they weren't attracted to each other and everything else and blah, 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 blah. Both of them thought that the other one was attractive enough to have sex with and were open to the possibility and were willing to have a discussion. Hmm. That's actually a pretty good take. I think, I think you're onto something there. Yeah. And if you 
And if you hold on to that, then you basically can easily come up with reasoning for why they're going through the whole holiday thing to begin with. And that also explains how they react to certain things later in the, yeah, I, I guess relationship, if you want to call it that. <laughs> exactly. The, the, the arrangement that they have. Yeah. The it, arrangement. It all, it, there we go. Yeah. It all comes down to the fact that they both find each other attractive enough to where they would have sex with them. Mm-hmm. And that's, made evident by the fact that they were willing to still talk after they left the return line. So I'm trying to picture like, okay, if you meet, if you take sex out of the equation, if you meet someone Mm -hmm. who you're not sexually, sexually attracted to at all, Mm -hmm. and you strike up a decent conversation while standing in line, do you still continue that conversation out into the mall? Probably not. Nah, man. Like, I got shit to do. And by shit to do, I mean, once I've checked off every box, I'm going back home. I want to go back home. Like, why would I be out in public at this point? (laughs) 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 Yeah, this. (laughs) Now, now, this was pre pandemic. Talk to me (laughs) now in, like, you know, in six to eight months. When hopefully there's a vaccine in our bloodstream and we're back out in public and I just randomly strike up a conversation with someone at a bookstore, or, you know, coffee shop or any other place that I don't go to. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and I'm having a conversation with this person. I may stick around and have that conversation. Uh, all right. But, but if we're going to when this was filmed and this was filmed in May of 2019, no. I would not have stuck around for a conversation for someone that I didn't feel like there was the possibility of sex. I mean, even if you take it, like go to like a bar setting, you know, imagine yourself, you're drinking, you're with a couple friends and that, you know, your little group gets sucked into a larger group, you Mm -hmm. know, you don't continue talking to that larger group and actually exerting that much effort to socialize with them. If there's isn't some sort of, you know, promise or potential in that yeah. group that you're honing yeah. in on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that has to be the ultimate possibility, unless you if you for strangers, because because quite frankly, as a society, we don't trust yeah. strangers enough to yeah. just have friendly conversations. I feel bad admitting that you're right, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I can't really think of any situations where I I think you're you're onto something. That's kind of that seems to be the driver of a lot of conversations like that, where it's like you don't you realistically don't continue this shit. Yeah, out into the mall, you know. Yeah, because like then you're just thinking to yourself, oh god, why is this person still talking to me? Once you've left the initial right. reason why you were talking. Yeah, because you, you've now you've left the like sphere of reality where you two existed, you know, and you've left yeah. the store. And now it's like, oh, I'm back in the mall. I got stuff to do. Who are you? Why are you here? Yeah. And so then then it becomes a bit of a, you know, a Rorschach where it's just like, are you the person, a person who's like, oh, hey, a friendly conversation with a stranger. Cool. Or are you a person 
where you're just like, why is this person still talking to me? What do they want from me? How, what could, what are, why are they possibly talking? Like, what are, what's going on here? I mean, and it's just a matter of who you are, <laughs> like, and I guess vibe check, you know, quite frankly, as you know, when you're younger, like in your late teens or early twenties, you're probably more open to that conversation because you're a little more trusting. But as a, you know, 30 something adult, I don't, why, why is this still happening? Like we're not, we're, this isn't progressing any further. You like, also I'm, learn to not put up with, with bullshit as much anymore. Like when you yeah. get into your thirties is when you start finally like putting down your foot on some of your values and principles. And you're like, mm-hmm. you start having pointless conversation. You're like, all right, fuck this. I'm out. Like it, you're just, yeah. it's, it's a lot less filtered and you, you don't <laughs> care as much anymore. It's just like, <laughs> and also, I also think of it as like in Chicago, Chicago's all about like, we're not like New York where we're just fucking mean and rude about things, but it's more of a, look, yeah, we don't you know say fuck you, you to know, say good morning. If you know where you're going, then just get there. Like, why, yeah. are, why are you talking? <laughs> like, if we know where we're headed, then let's just fucking get there. All right. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of how Chicago we're, rolls. We're it's, efficient. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, then let's just fucking get there. So, like, <laughs> so unless there's a drink in hand and you're in a drinking gathering, you don't talk to random people. <laughs> like, that's just how Chicago rolls. So that's what also is just like, and then. The big question here, the big thing, I get it's a rom-com. I get that the script is probably written in the, say vein, Please say in the vein of like 80s and 90s films that there's probably an, inspire, an inspiration to said to Tracy Paulson. But who the fuck goes to a mall? Right? At this time. Like, it's not like this is a pandemic thing. This isn't a pandemic thing. This, like in 2019, malls like, were fucking dead. this? Like, as I was telling Max while we were watching the movie, malls at this point in 2019 are basically card hobby shop, empty store, empty store, empty store, action figure hobby shop, empty store, empty store, Zoomies, empty store, hot topic. Like, that's it. That's all a mall is. It's not full of people. It's not full of fucking stores at this point. I tell you what malls are full of malls. Malls are full of the, the beginning of the goddamn zombie apocalypse. That's what malls are now. They're fucking abandoned yeah. places waiting to be infested with the zombie apocalypse. Like that's where it's. Yes. hundred percent. It's just like, I, I, in <laughs> fact, I, th- I think the only malls around Chicago, which is another fucking fact, like where the fuck is the mall in Chicago? Yes. Like, there is none. Let's do a fact check there. Are we talking, is this the one in Schaumburg? Is this the one in Oak Brook? Like, those are suburbs. And I could guarantee you these 20-something-year-olds aren't going out just moseying around the mall on a random weekday. You know what it would have made a lot more sense? If they were on the fucking Mag, on the Mag Mile. Yeah. Yeah. If they like, were on Michigan Avenue. Exactly. That's the, the fucking- Chicago Mall. But they didn't fucking film this in Chicago, so therefore, ergo, fake mall. 
Yep. And it's just like, no, no, no. This would be filmed outside, walking on the sidewalk with a shit ton of other people walking to and from beside you as you're walking from store to store on the Mag Mile. Especially like, since that, she, even, crossing... she even lived in Logan, right? Yeah. Like, you could have done it in Logan. There's so many shops in, like, Wicker Park area and everything. Like, you could have easily done Milwaukee Avenue and just have them walk up and down all those little shops. Yeah. Easily, like go grab a beer. Fuck the pretzel. We're grabbing a beer now. Yeah, I mean, there's even Starbucks's on the. Yeah, yeah, but well, no, no, no. Required Starbucks, Starbucks to, and yeah. Well, they did mention Starbucks with the uh, the barista that she's jealous of. Oh yes, the yeah, that whole I, for me, I could have given I, I there was less than as a fuck to give for me <laughs> that was kind of an unnecessary plot point the x the x plot point like i didn't yeah. care <laughs> i was just I, like you know i get that a lot of times with these rom-coms i'm the one who's saying i like a backstory i like to know why they're hurt blah 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 blah, blah. this movie wasn't deep enough <laughs> like like the <but laughs> case in point jackson mentions that are well when he loses his finger on fourth in the fourth of july fucking sloan says she called his mom and left a message and then he just kind of goes yeah that, that happens and it's just like <laughs> what the fuck relationship do you have with the mob and that's never explored and never talked about ever yeah it's just like okay so you have a shitty relationship with your mom she doesn't talk to you she doesn't like so Okay, and then it's just like, well, there's that. We're gonna leave that over there. All right, let's come back over here, guys. <laughs> like, well, it, yeah, there were a lot of like strenuous <coughs> relationships that really didn't need to be explored, and, and well, and weren't explored in this movie, and but they didn't need to be there. And mm-hmm. the ex is a perfect example of that. Like, I I get that she's got a haunted past that makes her this way. Okay, but they kind of explain that when she's sitting at the kids' table at what the first Christmas, first Thanksgiving that we see, the Christmas, yeah, Christmas, and she's sitting at the kids' table and she leans in and tells that cute little girl like you know her backstory of like how life fucking hardens you and breaks your heart Mm -hmm. and shit. Like Mm -hmm. that's really all we need to hear, you know. Mm. So boom, we already got an idea of why she feels that way. There's a bunch of people that I'm sure you know, us included can understand that. Like we don't need anything more illustrated than that. We don't, we certainly don't need him and the new barista girlfriend brought into the plot and actually interacted with. Yeah. I mean, it's used as a plot device to push them into the holiday arrangement, but still, other than that again like the meat cute i feel like there are better ways to do that yes um i mean the script isn't flawless there's good jokes in it but there's but there's a reason why this was a a netflix rom-com that's kind of just like like everyone knows kind of what it is (laughs) you know with with that said though you point out that it, it does i mean even for a netflix movie or for a streaming movie only it, it actually had a pretty good script, as we already touched on. Yeah. Like, it, um, it, 
it was decent. There were some good jokes in there, some good lines, like the whole uh, Crocodile Dundee thing was a nice rom-com touch that they, she calls him that to introduce him to the story. And then at the mm-hmm. end, like she refers to him as that. They have like the, did you ever see the the Crocodile Dundee movie? No. So at the end of that movie, they have a very similar thing where they call out his name. I think it's in like a train station or a subway station using a choir. Oh, oh okay. So they had a very subtle call. Yeah, like you're only going to know that if you know that weird little trivial part of it. But Okay, well then that makes the, the choir make more sense okay exactly cool. and it ties back to like how she initially called him crocodile Den- so like there's that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but it's like okay there add some depth to it there's some cute stuff there's some good lines about like the ryan gosling doesn't buy his own groceries i thought that was funny that that's a funny yeah it's a funny joke um once again a nice well-written joke where like having someone yell that out in like a trader joe's or whole foods and like listening to it as a bystander would be really fucking awkward to see like a fight obviously happened you left her like you're probably thinking to yourself like wait was he her ride like did he like so you as a bystander you're just like holy shit this guy just left this girl in the store how is she even gonna get home i know she can call an uber but that's still really fucking awkward do they live together like now that's gonna be a really awkward conversation when they get home like what kind of fight is this and then you just hear, and then you hear, Ryan Gosling probably has his own shoppers. Like, holy shit, is this all because they were fucking fighting over Ryan Gosling's shopping habits? <laughs> like, is that why this is happening right now? Holy fuck. If, like, you and whoever you're with at the grocery store, if you're with someone there, you're probably talking about that the rest of the fucking time. Oh, totally. At home. Yeah. Or, like, if you're not with someone, you're, text, you're texting, like, I'm probably texting you, or you're probably texting me, like, holy shit, dude, I saw a fight where I think they, I saw a couple break up over Ryan Gosling's shopping habits. And then, he's too cool for that. Yeah. And then basically, you would probably respond back, like, what? And then I would be like, I'm not going to text this all, so I'm just going to call you. Yep. And then I fucking call you, and then we talk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's all, totally one of those things. Yeah, and that's all from that line. It's a great, well-written line, well-written which, joke. Which is also Kudos very, like, very real too. There's so many times that, like, I've gotten in fights with with girlfriends in public places like that, and then, like, yeah, to innocent bystanders or you know, distant onlookers, I'm sure it looks like really stupid, trivial shit because it ends yeah. in something like that about Ryan Gosling, and everyone yeah. else is like. Really? You guys just caused a public scene for Ryan Gosling? (laughs) Well, and that was the other thing I dug about this. Another thing I dug about, you talk about the realness. The thing I'd also dug about this film was that, um, you know, it, it, with the whole gender roles and gender norms, like it wasn't the guy constantly doing the stupid shit or the guy fucking up the relationships. You know, in this case, it was the women who were the ones <laughs> making the mistakes. It was the women who were the focal point of everything. Other than Jackson, no other man was given anything. Like, no other man was, like, the supporting role. It was the women That's who were true. all given, like, the sister with the Black Panther kiss. And, <laughs> right. um, you know, and then uh, Anne or Anna, whatever her name was, in her doubts 
about the relationship she has with the younger brother. The younger brother's just like the stupid dude who, you know, is whatever. Right. And she's the one who actually has shit like that she's, you know, overcoming. She's the one who smokes pot. You know, she's the one who's given lines. And so it was all, you know, it was it was more female centric um, as far as like the development of the characters. And the men were the ones who were the ones who were just like the quote unquote eye candy slash nothing really like they were the they were the developed. yeah they were they're more of the background other than jackson uh and even then we don't know what jackson's hang up is other than he's a dude and he has mom issues kind of we take <laughs> like so Wait, what so, where did you get mom issues <clears throat> from the fourth of july thing oh right yeah yeah, that's why I said kind of we think. <laughs> like so um so yeah, I but I thought that was all cool and and well and good and I and another thing about the script that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but that's a good that's a good thing to notice. I like that too. And it, yeah. it it also they also found a way to like yeah, Jackson was kind of like the typical you know, uh calm demeanor guy you know dude typical bloke. yeah typical bloke at first yeah, even though he's australian he's he's an australian bloke yeah, yeah. mate australian um, my, my favorite thing about australians is that you don't say the l in australian you say australian yeah, you yeah australian australian yeah one of my friends from grad school is from australia and he he grew up a decent part of his life in Philadelphia and he doesn't have an accent by default. Like he just, he speaks like a East coaster except <laughs> when he gets drunk. <laughs> and that's the only time he ever drops his guard. And I've ever been able to convince him to start like speaking with his normal native accent. And it's <laughs> fucking hilarious every time. Uh, I, I just immediately started thinking of like, an Australian and Australian accent accent saying the word John all the time. <laughs> Cause that's the Philly slang for like thing. Like what's, you know, Hey, hand me that John over there, you know? Oh like, really? Yeah. That's a Philly slang. So like that, you know, uh, if you're getting a cheesesteak, like uh, give me one of those, John, give me, give me that John right there with the cheese on it. You know, what the fuck? Yeah, like John is J A W N. Like where that's the fuck the, did that come from? Well, I learned that from the movie Creed, the first one. <laughs> no, um, I meant, I meant, where did they make that up? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I, I just think of like an Australian going to moving to Philadelphia of all places, and then just like being like. Oh, I'm going and getting like pissed drunk at a bar and then getting a cheese stick at three in the morning. Like, oh, I would like that John <laughs> over there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's made me laugh so hard. Oh my God. <laughs> Can I get extra cheese and meat on that John right there? <laughs> Uh, and we've uh, lost all of our Australians. Oh, fucking shit. That's the funniest thing ever. 
right. <laughs> well, yeah, that accent, man. I love it, but it, still, it makes me laugh. Um, one thing that her ex did uh, set up, and also, like, well, speaking of, like, Sloane's ex, and also speaking of the women in the sh- movie doing dumb things, that led to the Halloween calamity where she's got laxatives in her system and has to leave right away because her ex is now impregnated someone younger and quote unquote hotter than she is. And so on Valentine's day as she traces back. Yeah. And then that leads to the whole, you know, scene where they sleep and then they have sex on November 1st. Um, but within that, uh, is the kiss. Oh yeah. Um, I want your thoughts on the kiss first. Morning breath. I knew that's what you were going to say. I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> I knew that was going to be you saying. Dude, morning breath. It's a real thing, guys. You can't hide it. I don't care how many fucking rom-coms there are out there that convince you that it's a romantic goddamn moment when you wake up in the morning next to someone you like or love and you just look into each other's eyes and share this blissful, perfect kiss. Nah, it's morning breath. It's like kissing a fresh fucking horse fucking turd okay (laughs) it's not pleasant (laughs) like you you roll over the most realistic i think this is the most realistic version of of a rom-com morning breath scene where (laughs) she rolls over and you can see her like trying to like she's smiling kind of cutely and she's trying to like cover up her mouth with the sheet Mm -hmm. it's like yeah, that's realistic because it's like you roll over to someone that you like, but you're not 100% comfortable with. It's not like you were married or you lived together or anything. You haven't broken that barrier yet. And morning breath is a very real fucking barrier to break. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> so what grade would you give the kids? Other than the morning breath, I thought the kiss was great. I thought it was very sweet. I thought it was the the build up to it was great. They didn't sleep together right away. It wasn't you know like a drunk well, sleep together. Technically, or technically, this is the second time they slept together. But we, this is the first. We think we think. But this no no no. I'm not talking about like begging. This is, technically they did sleep together in that. Oh right right moment. right right. Yeah, so it's like, all right, you've obviously you've obviously shared some level of intimacy, of a connection. Mm-hmm. You've established that you're comfortable to some extent around each other, so that's cute. But man, you can't just take that leap to morning breath. Uh, the fact that they do and still somehow overcome it, I think even speaks more to the kiss. So I'd I'd give it a I'd give it a B. It's a solid, it's a good kiss. But morning breath, man. <laughs> uh, I personally have bad sinuses, so I don't smell very well. Um, so I'd give it a B plus because I wouldn't mind the morning breath part. <laughs> but everything else he said, I, I feel is correct. I love that he like helped clean her up after her diarrhea explosion. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and also that he, you know, was there. And then he 
he didn't run away from the whole cuddling thing and he was the one who was just like look, look let's stop this come on like he's he finally made the move and then um but then when she was just i but then right after she was like so like if you want to leave or whatever like that's totally fine the way she phrased it it felt like it was obvious that she was pushing away out of a defense mechanism and anyone who had like half a brain could figure that shit out. But Jackson pro- progresses as if he does not have half a brain. <laughs> and it's just like, so then we get another 30 minutes of movie. <laughs> just like, <laughs> no, like the movie can end here. All you have to do is say, actually, I was thinking of getting some coffee or like, Actually, I was going to go to the like, said coffee shop around the corner or something. And if this was New York, one thing I will say about New York is you could say, oh, I was going to go down to the bodega, you know, or something like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Chicago, we don't have bodegas, but we have we don't. our own versions. Like, yeah, they could have easily, yeah. if they were at her apartment in Logan Square, again, literally go around the corner, there's going to be something. a coffee. Yeah, there's shop. probably a major throwaway that has some sort of coffee shop or pastry shop that can provide coffee and sustenance and it's just like some some and, store yeah and he and like and if he you know if he had half a brain to figure that shit out he'd also have you know the nuts to go in on on november 1st walk a shame in his pirate costume and go <laughs> buy the shit like whatever you know whatever it is fuck it i you know I yeah got, but she I, maintains that composure so long into the morning too like yeah he comes out he's dressed she has the chance to kind of like backpedal a little bit and she still doesn't take the opportunity when her sister says that they slept together like she's not asking her sister shows up in her own panic ridden stress ball mm-hmm. takes mm-hmm. a second to step outside of her stress ball to observe you mm-hmm. two slept together it's not a question. She's already acknowledging yeah. it as a reality. And yeah. yet Emma Roberts character still closes up and is like, no, we didn't. Yes. And that's where it's says, like, fuck, no, are you serious? I wouldn't fucking do with that shit either. What, and what did she drunkenly say at the New Year's Eve party in that booth? I hate how in rom-coms that the girl says like i'm ta- i'm taking a break i can't be with anyone sort of thing mm-hmm. um, and it's like these self-imposed sanctions and rom-coms is the reason why that they can't be together when it's obvious that they should that they're going to end up together if they should be together to begin with and then she proceeds to put these self-imposed sanctions on this relationship Yup, for way too long. <laughs> That's why this movie felt like two hours. Because it's like you talk shit about this in the film at like minute fifteen to twenty, and then proceed to use this as the main obstacle to being together for an hour and fifteen more minutes. As her sister says, when they're sitting quietly and. Some scene that I can't remember where they are now, but her sister leans over to her and goes, You like him, he likes you. These are not real problems. Yes. And it's like, uh, maybe, I don't know, is this because we're in our 30s now? Like, <laughs> because I, I, 
I, I think it's a mix of that and also our location. Like we're actually in Chicago, unlike these people who filmed this in Atlanta that are supposedly in Chicago. If they were really Chicagoans, they would have just finally been like, the fuck are we waiting on? Like, we know where we're headed. Let's just get there. <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> yeah. Well, one of them would have, at least. That's where I think it goes back to yeah. your theory that he would have put his foot down at some point. And yeah. it's like, at some point, you you have to declare something. If 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 I was in that situation, even if I was fed up and I like, she said, no, 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 we didn't sleep together, and that that was the last straw for me. Even if that was the case, I would have actually mm-hmm. said something. I would have put my foot down and been like, you know what, I don't deserve this. I don't need someone who can't even like admit their own true feelings. And I would have fucking walked out, but I would have at least like been upfront about it. There's no upfront communication throughout the whole damn thing, except for like when they're I mean, drunk and admitting hate about the world. Communication. That is the fucking word. For me, I mean, if you ain't gonna claim me, then you need to step the fuck off. All right. You need to claim me. You need to say you choose me. And she didn't choose until way to the fucking end. If you love it, you better put a ring on it. You goddamn right. <laughs> anyway uh as far as what happens after or after there isn't really much to say because the film does that in the credits um, i do think that the principles do stay together so maybe we should start formulating themes or uh concepts about what would this movie look like if it was during covid <laughs> what would this? No, that's, they, don't, they don't go to the mall they're walking through the park now wearing masks that's too depressing i don't want to do that <laughs> um, anyway uh so let's get to the verdict uh what you, what's your verdict for the film uh, i'd fuck it I, I think it's i think it's a fuck it's worth I agree watching with you. yeah it's solid. I mean, it's got, like we said, it's got some good lines. I did like, I liked Emma Roberts acting. I thought, I thought there were a lot of scenes that she nailed and mm-hmm. she really acted out well and brought a lot of comedic value to through her acting. Like every scene that she's drunk in, I thought was hilarious. Cause I mm-hmm. thought again, she was very real about it. And a lot of the, a lot of the stuff in this movie was actually pretty down to earth. Um, so yeah. I appreciated that. Uh, it's just yeah the frustrating most frustrating part was just the dynamic of their relationship where it was this constant like there's no real like there's no real thing keeping you apart yeah there's no like there's no real struggle here that i should be like really rooting for it's just kind of like your own negligence that's keeping you apart and that's where, like, whether it's an hour-long movie or a two-hour-long movie, I'm going to lose patience with that. Like, if you if you want to point that out early in the movie like they did and then return to it at some point as a motivator, that's fine. But, like, have it being the one and only, like, motivator for the whole movie. I mean, aside from her, I guess you could say her ex is maybe a motivator, but... Jesus, yeah. like, when is that not a fucking motivator? Like, you don't need to write that into a movie for it to be a motivator. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with all that, and I still think it's a fuck. Um, it was fun. I had a good time. Yeah, it was definitely fun. It was a good kickoff yeah. to the holiday season, I think. I agree. So, you can find us on our socials. 
Uh, our show's Instagram is Bromancing the Stone Podcast, all one word together there. On Twitter, where you can find my live tweets from today of watching the film and the live tweets for most or for films uh, dating back a few weeks now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that Twitter account is uh, at Bro the Stone Pod, B R O T H E S T O N E P O D. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter at Supermarket Sweep without the E in Super, so S U P R Market Sweep, and on Instagram at Relusa88. That's R E L U S A eight eight. Then Max on Instagram, you can find me at the Lionhearted T H E period L Y O N H E A R T E D, and on Twitter you can find me at the Lionhearted with an underscore T H E underscore L Y O N H E A R T E D. Yes, indeed. And so next week. As we talked about, we've already got the whole month of December scheduled. So next week, we're going to be watching Last Christmas, the film that came out last year that no one really knows what it's about other than it's set in Christmas. Oh, was this <laughs> one that we were like, we didn't want to read spoilers on because all the Google questions were like, who dies? How does yeah. it end? Like, does someone die? What? How, how does this movie go? And then we never really went to any of the search results because none of the search results seem to have any information for us. So, um, so we're just gonna find out together, and then yeah, we'll record an our afterward. Um, so, last Christmas for next week. But until then, for the tens and tens of listeners, we love you and we thank you, and have a great week. Love you guys. Thanks for sticking around for a whole year. Stay safe. Yeah. <laughs>